When we are born of God, born of the Spirit of God, we are sealed with the Spirit of God. Ephesians 1. All believers are sealed with the Spirit of God. Therefore, God lives in each person who is truly a believer in Him. We have three sections of Scripture telling us that God lives in us, that the Holy Spirit of God, Jesus, lives in us to guide us into all truth, to teach us all things. We're not alone. We have help 24 hours a day. We are comforted by those things brought to our mind by the Spirit of God in times of need. We are led by the Spirit of God, so we won't just stumble around in the dark of this present world or in the darkness of our own fleshly mind or the mind of other humans because we have the Spirit of God who is the Spirit of truth and He will guide us into all truth. In 1 John 4, 4, we read, Greater is He that is in you than he that is in the world. The devil planted his children in the churches. They're all over. And John tells us how to recognize the ones that are of God from the ones who are of the devil. First John 4, verses 4 through 6. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. They are of the world, therefore speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. We are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. I used to play duplicate bridge, and in the duplicate bridge center in Lubbock, Texas, almost every person said he or she was a Christian, and they attended some Christian-type church. But when I would try to share something God had shown me with one of these people, they got deadly quiet and said nothing. They did not rejoice in the word I gave them, they did not rejoice in that what God and the thing God had shown, shown me. Some of them were very fearful, and you could tell they were terrified. Others just didn't care. They weren't interested. Yet they called themselves Christians and they went to church. That's exactly what John is speaking of here. They are of the world. Therefore speak they of the world. They love to talk about television shows or football games or something of this world. And the world heareth them. We are of God, and he that knoweth God heareth us. In the time that I was at the Bridge Center, there must have been more than 100 people in and out. And almost all of them identified with going to a church. And they told you the church they went to. But they did not want to hear things of God. 
when you spoke. And I knew they were not of God. We are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. And that spirit that's in us is the spirit of God. Let's prove that to ourselves once again. It's always good to keep these scriptures in front of you. The ones that remind you that God is in us. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? Now look at 1 Corinthians 6, verse 19. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own. And one more section of scripture showing that Jesus is in us. First Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 5. Examine yourselves, whether ye be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves, how that Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be reprobates? It's not that we go to a church. We are the church. We are the church. Jesus Christ is in us. The Holy Spirit is in us. Therefore, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. They speak of the world and all of the things of the world. We speak of the things of God and what God has shown us, and what God says in the Bible. And we delight in the things of God. Those people who are of God and have the Spirit of God delight in the Word of God. He is greater than the Spirit that's in them. Sometimes you run into things unexpectedly. I was on radio in Seattle back in the early 80s. I went to have a meeting at the Seattle Center for the radio audience. Standing at the door of the meeting room was the radio station manager, who had always been very friendly to me, but not this time. He was rather cold and aloof, and when I walked up to him, he said, Joan, you have many wonderful messages. Just speak those messages. If you keep speaking these judgment messages, I don't know what's going to happen to you. We may have to put you off the air. The Holy Spirit rose up in me and said, George, if I don't speak the message that I believe to be from God, then I don't have a message and I may as well be off the air. If you're of God, you would delight in that. Because... We speak the message that is from God. And if we don't speak that, why speak? What good does it do? If we're going to plan out clever things to tickle your flesh, then there's no power of God in that. The power of God is in the message of God. Once I was playing golf with two women. 
One was a Church of Christ member, one was a Methodist. As we walked along, the Methodist woman began speaking about those people who are judging. And the Holy Spirit rose up in me and said, If you are judging, someone's judging, aren't you judging? She went, (laughs) It was like a big balloon filled with hot air. And you poked it with a needle, and it went. (laughs) See, that was the Spirit of God speaking. If you're judging, someone's judging, aren't you judging? One time I went to the grocery store, and I was trying to check out at the cashier's line. A woman was in front of me talking to to the cashier, and she was railing out against her. She said, I can't believe you are working on a Sunday. I just can't believe I'm seeing you here. And she continued, and this cashier said, Well, someone got sick and they called me and I had to come in. She said, Well, I just can't believe you're doing it. I listened to it for a moment, and the Holy Spirit rose up in me and said, If you are so interested in living by Old Testament law, then what are you doing buying groceries on Sunday? For if you want to live by the Old Testament law, you can't even come out of your house on a Sunday. Well, she shut up, and she paid her groceries and left, fled, really. That's the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is truth, justice, comfort, wisdom, And that Spirit lives in us. And those who have the Spirit of God delight in hearing things of God. Those who do not have the Spirit of God are either afraid of you when you speak, they're afraid you've got the wrong doctrine and they're very fearful, or they just don't care about hearing things of God. They might read one chapter of the Bible a day as a sort of spiritual requirement. But they really don't rejoice in the Word of God. We rejoice in the Word of God. Once a woman uh, told me that her adult-age son said to her, Oh, the Bible is so legalistic. Well, that just grieved me greatly. I turned to God with that. And I said, this really grieves me. A few hours later, I was just walking along and a scripture was brought to my attention. And it immediately removed all the grief that had come into my heart from what this young man said. Matthew 6, verses 13, 14. Enter ye in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate, and broad is the way, that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way, which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. The difference between us and the world. The world wants freedom to sin. They want to sin and be approved by the church. We want freedom from sin, and the Bible is freedom from sin because when we read the Bible, we see to avoid certain things. 
that would harm us and take us the wrong way. So therefore, we have freedom from sin through doing the scriptures in the Bible. To them, the Bible is legalistic. To us, it is freedom from sin. And they simply want to be approved in their sins. So they want to set up another doctrine that is different from the Bible, but we don't want to sin. We who belong to God, we are new creatures. We are born again and totally changed. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. After I was born again, I was so different that sometimes when I answered a person, I didn't even recognize I was the one saying that. And there was a churchwoman who watched me and she said, I believe in you we are seeing a true conversion. Because she said, you are really changed. You are really different. After my mother was born again, my uncle wrote to me and said, your mother has changed. She has really changed. That's what being born again is. We now have a new spirit inside us. It's not the old spirit that we once lived by. It's a new spirit. And we follow that spirit. Paul spoke of carnal people in the churches. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, worldly, even as unto babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk and not with meat, for hitherto ye were not able to bear it, neither yet now are ye able. For ye are carnal, for whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, are ye not carnal and walk as men? Divisions, they divide the body of Christ all the time. I'm Methodist, I'm Baptist, I'm Catholic. See, the minute they say that, they bring division in the body of Christ. Basically, we're Christians when we belong to God. We don't promote a church. We are Christians. We're born again. We have the Spirit of God. We worship God. Paul says, For while one saith, I am of Paul, another says, I am of Apollos. Are you not carnal? We've just got so much division in churches that way. You go into a room and it's, where do you go to church? I am the church. I went to a luncheon once at Texas Tech University. We were in a building across the street from First Methodist Church, and a woman at our table looked over at the First Methodist Church building, and she said, that's my church. And I said, we are the church. She was shocked, and she became angry. And she said, I'm not a church. That's the church. She said, I'm a church. I'm not a church. Well, she probably wasn't. But she went to First Methodist Church. The real church has, has the Spirit of God living in them. And we are the church. 
We are the church 24 hours a day. When two or more of us are gathered together, Jesus is there in the midst of us. But we are the church. Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? And he lives in you? We are the church. It's not that we build a building made with hands. We are the church. So when you come across one of these people that, where do you go to church? I like to avoid them because I know they're carnal. And it brings division the minute you open your mouth. So let's remember that spirit in us is greater than the spirit in the world. And another thing that's very important to remember, we hear his voice. John chapter 10, Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice. If we belong to God, we hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. He rises up inside us in the form of a thought. And then sometimes devils will bring thoughts to us. Can't you tell the difference between a devil and the Spirit of God? The thief cometh not but to steal and to kill and to destroy. And that voice of devils is going to try to get you to do something that will upset you and bring harm to you. Such as go speak again to that person that you've already shared the gospel with who wouldn't listen to you. Go speak to that rebellious church member. Go speak to that relative that attacked you concerning your doctrine. See, the devil brings disturbing thoughts to your mind and you think, oh, I wonder if I should go speak to her. No, you shouldn't go speak to her. That's the voice of a devil trying to lead you. Jesus says he comes that we would have life and have it more abundantly, John 10.10. The thief cometh not but to steal and to kill and destroy. I actually knew a married couple who quit their secular job and moved to the nation of Israel to minister to the Jews. In one week's time, they were back at church, and we were saying, what happened? And they said, well, it was impossible for us to minister. We didn't know the language in Israel. See, the devil told them to do this. They in their ego, jumped up, quit their jobs, and moved to Israel. Can't you tell when the devil is speaking? It's something hard and impossible. It's something extremely difficult to do and very expensive. But there's usually a good attached to it, and your ego falls for it. Matthew chapter 11 Jesus says that, verse 29, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall have rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. If you have something terribly hard in your life right now, you've yoked yourself to something that's not of God or to a way that is not of God. So if you will turn to God and ask him for wisdom, 
he will give you wisdom. And his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today.